Yo, what up again, peoples? Welcome back to the dntworld.net podcast. Today we have the one, the only, Mr. Toolman. Uh, he's one of the members of the dmtworld.net site there. Uh, we did speak for quite some time on this one, but it was a good conversation. Um, I highly encourage you to listen to it to the end there. Talked about our opinions on psilocybin, its legal status, uh, cultivation. We had a few little mini trip reports, the pros and cons of legalization, um, just a whole lot of stuff um, when it comes to psilocybin. I could talk to this guy all day. Um, he's the um, down-to-earth, you know, normal, pretty cool dude all around. Now, I ranted about a bunch of bullshit there for a second, but um, you know what can I say? Sometimes I get a little passionate about things. I'm sure everybody else can uh, can relate. Um, thanks to Toolman for sharing and spending his time with us and to you. Whoever's listening to this right now, I really appreciate you. Uh, Don't forget, you can join us at dmtworld.net and um, see you there. Love you. Keep spreading that love. All right, there we go, man. So, Toolman, glad to have you, man. How's everything going for you? Oh, man, it's going good, bro. How you doing? Not too bad, man. I've been uh, enjoying these uh, talks here, man. We've had uh, a few of them. Got a few in my back pocket here. I'll be uploading real soon, but uh, I just got done getting ready uh, to move forward with this stuff, man. A lot, a lot of learning for sure, but it's all good, man. I, I love doing these things. Yeah, is that going good then? Yeah, definitely, man. So, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself, man. Where'd you come from? How do you how'd you end up at DMT World? I know. Uh, I know last year when I, when I left, I don't, I think you were there, right? Like in December. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I, was, I think I was pretty new at that time, like maybe uh-huh. a month in. Yeah. And then I left for a little bit too. Oh yeah. And came back. Yeah. But, so uh, um, tell me, man, how'd you, how'd you get to this uh, point? Uh, all right. So about me, um, I'm from originally, I was born in, Roosevelt, Utah. Utah. That's uh, eastern Utah in the Uinta Basin. It's uh, it's an oil town. Um, can you can you hear that ringing? That no, ding? no, I can't. Okay, man. that's just my phone, man. Cool, because I turn off my notifications, but I, I can still hear them. Huh. Um, but yeah, anyways, it's an oil filled town. Um, it's also on the Ute Indian Reservation, so. Mm. I grew up out there in the Uinta Basin, uh, you know, pretty, pretty out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Um, a lot of rednecks and a lot of natives, um, grew up on a horse ranch. Um, my dad's always been in the oil field businesses. He's always owned businesses. Um, they were transporting, uh, crude oil from the Uinta Basin to the refineries in Salt Lake city. My whole childhood and upbringing, um, he had a big transportation company with his brothers. Shit, eventually, he ended up not working out when I was about 15 years old, so my dad moved the family to uh, Salt Lake City um, so that he could start another business, and that went really well. He actually doesn't own that business anymore, sold that. Now he's in Texas doing other shit with oil. Yeah, he's a a tycoon, man. Really? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and all his brothers, man, it's crazy. But uh, yeah, so 
I've been in the city since I was 15. Um, I mean, didn't really start exploring psychedelics, like really until I was like 19. We always, you know, as friends and being a kid, we heard about them, but like, you know, we could, didn't know where to get shit. So we would yeah. take Coracetin sometimes, you know what I mean? And I got into other drugs pretty heavy, pretty young. Um, then, you know, turned 19, uh, started taking shrooms. And then that evolved into, you know, a few years later, being able to get my hands on acid Oops. completely fucking changed my life. What's really? that? Yeah. Um, and, uh, I didn't take shrooms for a really fucking long time just because of kind of the nausea. I didn't understand shrooms completely yet at that point though. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, uh, I, uh, got into DMT world. Um, I was actually watching one of Michael Madness's videos oh, and he mentioned it and, uh, yeah, I joined and here I am, man. It's been a lot of fun. I just like, I don't have social media, you know? So, yeah, you know, it's funny. I think a lot of us, uh, a lot of us either left all the other social media platforms or, you know, mm -hmm. never really had anything and just kind of stumbled into it. That's kind of what happened to me, but, um. You know, mm -hmm. it was the uh, cultivating my own uh, medicine that kind of sent me that way. Because, you know, you end up in a place where you've got something so magnificent and you want to share it with the fucking world. But at the same time, you can go to jail for it, you know. Yeah, it's it's sketchy, man. It's sketchy, that's for sure. Yeah, um, yeah I'm just there. I, I really like helping people, you know. I see a lot of people struggling on there. And it makes me feel good to know that, you know, wow, I'm actually making a difference in this guy's grow you know and yeah they're get they're getting better yields and they're getting them to more people and you know more people are getting woke and that's you know i yeah i just try to live by karma and hope that that looks out for me in that sense you know yeah you know i i i've uh i've since then stopped cultivating um that medicine for myself um but <laughs> but the thing is uh, and for me it's a little bit more of a of a, of a different choice for me um, mm -hmm. I really want to get into some kind of, um, I don't know, some kind of local act activism type stuff, you know, to get these yeah. to, uh, decriminalized or something. So I'd like to clean up my, my act and everything, but, um, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, I still take them very often, but, um, I don't, you know, I don't grow them anymore, mm -hmm. but it, it is something, the knowledge of, of cultivating it is, is power, man. You can give the power to oh, man. And yeah. try that medicine. And for some people, it doesn't work. But, you know, for a lot of people, man, God, I can't say how yeah. it's changed, you know, for real. Yeah. Um, it's magical, bro. That's how I look at it, you know. I'm a big fan of Terrence McKenna and yeah. other people. And, you know, uh, it, it's psychological alchemy, you know. For sure, man. There's and, yeah. There. What's that, bro? No, I said for sure, man. There is something else to it, you know. And then the mm -hmm. fact that this, this plant or fungus, you know, has already been here even before us, you know, um, and that it's illegal, it's just a fucking joke, man. It's a fucking joke. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, going back to kind of the Terrence McKenna thing, he said before that, you know, uh, having a sexual experience is – 
no more natural than the psychedelic experience. Like we're hardwired for that. And it's part of our birthright just as much as sex is. And, you know, and when you experience it and you have those breakthroughs and, you know, the subconscious and, you know, whatever else you encounter, it's like, wow, man, this is a symbiotic relationship with me and nature, you know, and it's, yeah, it should not be illegal. Look at the world, look at what it's caused. Yeah. It's you know? just like, uh, like cannabis, man. I mean, cannabis is, is, is a plant, man. Like what the, f- it just, you know, I, I tell my kids stories about this stuff and I tell it to them in a different way. And, you know, they can't believe that, you know, something that grows naturally, even without us, you know, interfering is illegal, you know? And yeah, it is. well, look, and I told them, look, man, like as a kid, obviously, you know, even like a beer is not good for you. I mean, uh, I'm sure a lot of people could agree, but you know, um, I agree 100%. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, when I was a kid, my grandpa used to give me little sips of beer here and there, but you know, it wasn't mm-hmm. something that I liked. I'd, I'd rather drink a fucking soda, but you yeah, know, for an adult, a responsible adult to have the option of just trying them out. Cause you know, a lot of people are always at the, at their end of the rope, you know? And, um, mm-hmm that's usually what you see, you know, people like that stumbling into this, into this world. And, you know, they have this fucking powerful story or whatever it is. And it's always the same thing. These, you know, these plants fucking help them, man. Yeah, dude, it's, it's pretty crazy um, that they're labeled as drugs, you know, (laughs) the opposite, you know, it's a fucking joke, dude. It's an unbelievable joke. Like if you were to wake up today in, in today's times and, and, and know what a mushroom was before you fell asleep and come here and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, dude, you're right. It's like, what the fuck? Are you serious? You know, other, other cultures, ancient cultures worship the things, you know, yeah. I was tripping out pretty hard, man. I ate a, a cluster of some mazas, man, that were just purple. And, uh, you know, I, I countered some aliens and some technology and, I thought back to like, you know, the Olmecs, man, what the fuck were they thinking? Because like, I can't imagine that fucking shit in my head. That's how advanced this shit is, you know, like they they were seeing the same shit. And it's like, yeah, man, they fucking make a helmet in the shape of a bird and run around and shit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's, that's exactly why though, dude, but shit was cool then, you know? Yeah. It's something um, else. Uh, psilocybin, I, I believe it's, it's uh, damn near um approved for prescription medication soon i know maps has been doing the psilocybin trials um, mm-hmm. yeah now and um you know what's funny i remember hearing about the mdma ones and that's kind of what started me off but then I, you know mdma is love mdma but... find anywhere but i read about yeah. the psilocybin man and uh you know i i just said that's that's all it took man and fuck man changed me man it really it's really helped me a lot for sure and i know it's helped all a lot of people as well yeah, dude. So did you do uh, MDMA before you did shrooms? No, or? I didn't. I I I, I tried um, acquiring some here, and um, I just was unsuccessful. And then the next thing that just popped popped up when I was looking in the maps, um, you know, website was the psilocybin trials, and I just went reading about it. And then, um, sure enough, you know, I I made a few, sent a few messages. Uh, and uh was uh-huh. doing like a tech man and i just followed the fucking tech and then a few months later fucking then i got my own mushrooms in my own hand you know what i mean yeah so you literally did it on your own dude that's dope yeah 100 <laughs> percent, man like yeah uh 
that's cool, dude. Let's see where I'm from. A lot of people, they don't really fuck with psych. Well, my communities that I was growing up in, nobody fucked with psychedelics. I mean, I think mm-hmm. one time, I think once we had, um, I had mushrooms once when I was like 15 and acid once when I was like 17. But, you know, when you're young like that, you really don't understand exactly what it is. You know, you're out for a buzz or some shit. And, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to today, I could take, you know, three grams and, sit in the darkness and just kind of meditate and let it come on and you know just go for the fucking yeah. and you know yeah it was the intention to... man that's important yeah knowing what the fuck you're getting into you know yeah i've had some rough ones man i've had some really rough ones where um i really didn't know what was happening at the point uh, you know i i almost was questioning whether i should fucking go to the hospital <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i've been there dude we all been yeah. there <laughs> you know what that's like right yeah i'm like am i alive am i dead why am i looking at my body right now like <laughs> thankful for, yeah dude. Th- thankfully for me I-, I had my wife my wife is uh always you know trips at me through through my big uh doses and uh it's like just accepting your death you know and it literally that's what it was for me like I just, uh, I felt like I could take my last breath and, and I did, you know, and I took a last breath and I fucking passed out. Didn't wake up till the next day, the first time. And then, uh, wow, damn. Yeah. And I was a free dude. I was so fucking scared. I was just like, no, babe, no, babe. I think I'm yeah. gonna die. She's, she's like, Holy all shit. right, I'll be here when you get back. Just let go. <laughs> yeah. How many did you take, man, for that one? Uh, I took, I took eight. I took seven grams uh, on that first time. And then I took eight grams the following time. And uh, the following time on eight grams, um, oh, I left my body, dude. I, I felt yeah. like last breath. And I just woke up in this little bubble above my body. And I had no arms, no hands. I was just like a, like a floating ball of consciousness, man. And it fucking tripped me out so much, man. And snapped back into my, my, my body within like a few seconds. And, I woke up just tripping really hard, man, and, and I don't know, it's just something else, man. But I think what it did is it prepared me for the experience with the molecule. Mm-hmm. The, the molecule, every time I blast off, dude, there's no body, there's nothing. I'm just like this floating ball of consciousness, man, you know? When you're, so DMT is what you mean? The yeah. molecule? Or? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. all of my, all of my, um, my big trips that I did last year, my so-called heroic doses, uh-huh. uh, uh, they, it all led to that. And the first time I did DMT, I fucking blasted off and I met this, this entity that was like a female entity. And she was, she had this mm-hmm. guard dog. I, I, there's another talk that, that I did with, um, um, with Harry James Potter, where I talked about these, the trips man but mm-hmm. um i love trip reports man I, I really wish people would come on here and give us some of the trip reports like kind of like live you know because mm-hmm. they're fucking nuts man and they're wild you know oh yeah dude there's some fucking crazy shit dude have that you, goes on have yeah you, have you been have you experienced the molecule yet oh yeah yeah I've, many times uh there for a while, man, I kept going back in like daily, you know, yeah. doing upwards 200 milligrams in a oh, fucking hit. Like, man. you know, I, I needed answers, dude, you know, yeah. whether it was comfortable or uncomfortable fucking. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely nowadays. 
I'm still going to do it, but it's like, uh, man, it gives me the willies, you know, no, just you. thinking about it. Uh, yeah, dude, but I'm, yeah, I've been there. I've had all kinds of fucking weird shit as well, dude. What, let me ask you something. So for me, um, psychedelics for me, what it has helped me in is kind of being able to cope with, you know, past traumatic events and just normal uh, behaviors that I picked up along the way. Um, you know, I used mm-hmm. to fucking do no joke for like two years. I just drank myself to sleep and you mm-hmm. know, did a fucking Coke all day the next day to stay up until I fucking crashed, you know, I took sleeping pills just to make myself go to sleep and not wake up, you know, and uh, I did go the medication route, but um, you, everybody knows some of the medications don't work for people. For a lot of people, it's for some people mm-hmm. they do, but for me, nah, man. Like the the side effects were worse than you know the the cons were worse than the pros, and mm-hmm. you know that it's helped me with that, man. I, I no longer drink like I used to. I mean, I I still have some drinks here and there, but you know, just like one or two drinks, not much. I mean, I used to fucking just buy a thirty pack every day, but um, yeah. It's interesting how that works. Like you don't like fall into the whole twelve step way of thinking. Like I'm sick. And I have, if I have one drink, I'm done. Cause I used to be an alcoholic as well. And like, I rarely drink, but I don't tell myself I'm never going to drink again. Like I'll have a glass of whiskey and water occasionally almost, if I'm filling up to it, you know, but it's like, dude, I almost feel like I set myself up for failure when I tell myself that I, I can't do something. Like I really, that's like, exactly what it is. Yeah. Like, it's almost like, wait, what? I can't, I don't, I just, I don't feel comfortable when somebody, even myself, tells me I can't do something. In it. But, you know, it, there, there's something else to it. And I've always told, I've, I've gone to AA and A, and I've always talked to the guys and told them, like, look, man, I'm an addict, but I'm an addict because I hate myself or because, you know, uh-huh. I don't know how to cope with things. And I think that's the most important part, you know. But mm-hmm. I'm sure some people, yeah, they, they give that much power to the, or, or, or you know, to the, to the substance. But I think... I think more so you have to give yourself the power to, to your mind because it's your own mm-hmm. mind that's fucking you over. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Addiction is a word, man. I mean, I still bite my fingernails. Even <laughs> if I tried to stop, which I could stop if I really tried, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but like, it's something that I do subconsciously to the point where it's such a habit, an addiction, right? Yeah. That doesn't mean that I can't stop biting my fingernails. You know what I mean? It's it's only as powerful as you let it be. It's just a fucking word, man. It's uh yeah. No makes no sense to me. Yeah, um it is something else, man. But uh how how has uh, psychedelics helped you in terms of uh just your overall wellness? Oh bro, so yeah, you were talking about trauma. I mean I've I've been through a lot of shit, dude. Uh probably more than anybody should ever experience in, you know, several lifetimes. I'm not saying that as a victim. I just know, you know, I was born into a pretty um, crazy abusive situation um, all the way down to my very first memory, you know, when I was two years old, it was pretty gnarly. Um, And it, uh, you know, my dad, he's, uh, and I was born into the Mormon religion, the Mormon cult. It's pretty fucking crazy and weird, you know. Thank God I got out of that. Hmm. Um, but my dad, you know, he's always just been a real tough, badass, redneck dude, you know. Like, no joke. Um, 
you know, kind of hides behind his religion. But, you know, the, the one thing that I can say he's taught me or that he tried to teach me, you know, is uh, the one thing that makes you a man is your ability to be able to kick the shit out of another man. You know, that was just the ego in the, you know, in the way I grew up around these roughnecks, you know? Yeah. And, uh, man, I ended up doing a lot of time. Jeez. Be, do, doing what I thought was what I was supposed to do because that's what I was taught. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I get it, you know, back in their day or whatever, they didn't go to jail for shit like that. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, dude, psychedelics showed me that I'm not that fucking person that if I would have been put in a different situation in life, I, I'm a super happy, nice, loving person. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, it showed me my, my true self. It didn't change me. It showed me, they showed me who I really am. Yeah. You know, um, definitely a lot of healing. Dude. It took a lot of years and a lot of trips and a lot of reflection before I even really knew what the fuck was going on. Yeah. Um, now I'm 34 years old and I can look back and I'm like, fuck man, I completely changed my karma, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I'm fucking happy all the time, dude. You know, it's great. I'm fucking glad for you, man. I really am. It's yeah, for sure. To, to, to grow into a life of violence and thinking that that's just the normal way that it is. And then getting to a point where, you know, you realize that there's more out there and that you're capable of more, but you just were never shown or never found out about it until, you know, you had to go inside. You know, it's a beautiful mm -hmm. thing, man. It's something yeah, man. It's like well, like being uh, in in a in a tribe of warriors and only knowing war your entire life and then getting lost exactly. in the tribe and finding another tribe that's all about fucking love and compassion and shit. And you're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it is, yeah, dude, it's been a trip, pretty much, man. Um, I mean, I moved to the city. That's when, you know, I didn't really change right away because I mean, this my attitude lasted into well into adulthood, but. Like, I don't know, man, like where I grew up, it was cowboys and Indians. And then all of a sudden I move out here and there's, you know, kids in ninth grade riding on skateboards and they were called skaters. And I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't know that. I thought that's something Bart Simpson did, you know, because we didn't have fucking paved roads where I was from. We rode horses and fucking dirt bikes. Oh, shit, man. And it was just different. You know what I mean? And I'm kind of I'm glad that my life led me to the point where I'm at now. So sure. your family, they're, they've always done the Mormonism thing, and that's what you grew up in as well? Yeah. So I like to call them Jack Mormons, right? So that's like, a, that's a term out here. People who pretend to be Mormon, you know, they hide behind it. They, they're able to do everything else that sinners are doing but as long as they fucking go to church or whatever yeah. or pretend they're okay you know what i mean yeah that's, um, that's how my family's been yeah. my whole life up until with their older age they're really taking it serious now and i mean that's just as dangerous fuck i mean i don't know it's, it's pretty like, fucking weird shit that's like where where i'm from like all the all the old mexican dudes that fucking you know, they're all fucking drug traffickers and shit, but they go to church on Sunday and give the fucking church money, so they're fucking fine, you know, but oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. they're out there fucking shooting motherfuckers over money. It's just fucking ridiculous, man. It, it's it so, is fucking bizarre, bro. This whole fucking it's world bizarre. is, man. This whole fucking world is, man. What You know, the thing about psychedelics and just these plants that are illegal 
it makes you fucking really think, man. It really, because every single time I've gone in, I've, I've came back with some kind of wisdom, whether it was mm -hmm. wisdom about myself or wisdom about something that I should be doing or something mm -hmm. went wrong. And I really feel like there's just, they're like they're ancient elders. Like these guys have seen the world and have seen humanity grow up and become this fucking big ass monster that just consumes and consumes. And when we go to them, it's almost like they want to bring us into their side and be like, look, you don't have to be like this no more. And when you think about it and you're like, dude, all I've gotten from these plant medicines or whatever you want to call them is nothing but good then why the fuck are they illegal? Like, who the fuck did this? Like, it's almost, it's almost like evil is out there. You know what I'm saying? And it's true. Mm -hmm. Thinking these things are bad for us. It's a fucking joke, man. Yeah. It's a weird uh, tradition that's been going on for way too long, you know? Um, yeah. What were you going to say? No, well, that's the thing that, that I, I started thinking about is, you know, what do we do? What do we do as just normal fucking people? Look, I got a job, too. I got a fucking family. Uh -huh. so I, I got some time that I could dedicate to something, even if it's fucking making phone calls or emails or something. And I've got somebody coming on soon that um, they're really into, like, this whole activism thing. And to be honest, I don't know much about that world, but I tried uh -huh. reaching out to somebody locally here and um, – I don't know what their problem was, man, but it's like nobody's doing anything. They're just watching other people like out there in Denver and Oakland and the whole decriminalized movement with the organization called Spore. And mm -hmm. um, I'm really thinking about starting something here myself, man, because hey, yeah, we got to do something about it, man. And if, if we sit here and wait for other people to do it, man, it's not going to happen. You're right, man. Um, you're definitely right. And I mean, I think eventually it will happen. Somebody's going to step up to the plate, but better sooner than later. Like, look at the world. Look at the point we're at right now, bro. That's this shit's thing, fucking man. freaky. The sooner, the better, bro. You know? That's the thing, um, man. That is. It's something, man. We, we really got to fucking step up, dude. It's just the truth. Look, man, I understand some people may not have time. And they're, the way that their life is set right now, their circumstance, they really can't do much. But, you know, mm -hmm. my kids are getting older by the day, man, and I am just reaping nothing but benefits from these medicines. And it's the yeah. reason why I also started these talks, man, because nobody was doing them because I, mm -hmm. I, I was asking for it. I wanted it. But, you know, what the fuck. And then here we go. I'm like, all right, well, let's fucking do it. Nobody else is going to do a shit. Hey, man, thank you. For real. This is I think it's pretty cool. I've listened. I haven't listened to any of them all the way through. Yeah, because I'll listen to podcasts when I go to sleep. I normally fall asleep to Terrence McKenna, <laughs> but like I've been turning on your podcast, bro, and listening. And I'll get like five minutes in. You guys put me to sleep. That's a good thing. That means I'm listening. You know, um, I haven't finished one though. I need to. Nah, I hear you, man, and it's okay, dude. I, I for me, um, I, I I enjoy every one of these talks, man. It's good to get to know you guys there because it also solidifies, you know, the community. Yeah, it puts the yeah the voice behind that picture man yeah dude for sure man and um yeah i just hope you know i hope that uh everybody's safe doing this with everything it just fucking makes me nervous but at the same time man it's like you were just saying we were saying you know it needs to be done now yeah and you know and having D dmt world and having these talks is just another push in the right direction you know what i mean so yeah 
Um, uh, I, I hear, I hear, I hear that, man. And I understand, but you know, um, that's one thing to keep in mind. If you ever do come on here, you know, you, it's up to you and what you share, you know, and for mm -hmm. me, um, I, I mean what I say and I say what I mean, you know, I, I, I have to clean up my act, especially if I'm going to be putting myself out there like this. It's okay. It's not a big deal. You know, uh -huh. cops want to kick my door down for a fucking couple grams of weed or fucking shrooms and fucking so be it, man. I mean, what the fuck? What are you guys going to do about it, man? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've got, I obviously, I keep my shit definitely safe and secure. <laughs> I mean, it would not be easy. You know what I mean? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. unless they were like, I don't think I'm that big time. You know what I mean? I'm not like laundering yeah. fucking money or anything, well, you know? It's like, <clears throat> Awesome. Yeah. I tell a lot of guys there on the site, you know, because um, um, when I first got on, I was posting a lot of the stuff that back when I was cultivating. And then, you know, I realized that, you know, I'm the kind of person that um, who I am on online. That's how I am in real life, too. You know, yeah. bullshit. And I, and I hold myself accountable for the things that I say and the way that I talk to people. Um, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's just something inside of me that I have to have some kind of you know, values or morals, even online. And I think that's uh -huh. missing for the most part in a lot of these places that you go because people don't have to face you. You know, it's, um, it's a reason why we created our local community here where I'm at. You know, we've got, we've got about 10 members now and I've, I've met damn near every single one of them. If not, if not me, one of the other admins have, and um, it keeps us all accountable knowing that whatever you say, you know, online to me, you know, I can drive to your fucking house. <laughs> yeah, dude. 100% dude. It, it changes uh -huh. people. It's accountability, man. There's, there's none of that unless you make yourself accountable, you know, unless mm -hmm. you put yourself up to it. Yeah. You can get mad at somebody all you want, dude. And it doesn't matter unless they have a change of heart. Exactly, man. Exactly. And, and, and for those other people who are just, just there to fuck with you, man, just don't even give them the time, man. I don't. Yeah. I don't get fucked with on D DMT world, man, on DW. Um, no, that's why I fucking like it. Like my face isn't on there. You know what I mean? Like I can be my true self. I'm not wearing that mask. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? The same way, like I've had a uh, Instagram before for barbering because uh -huh. I, I don't know why I was stupid and thought that it was the way, you know, yeah. to uh do barbering you know and barbers act like they're rock stars fuck that dude I, i'm like no you're not a fucking rock star you're a fucking barber you know why are you making <laughs> music videos and like i never did that and like i got like thousands of followers and all that you know and like it's like oh, okay fucking people like how many followers yet it's like it doesn't fucking matter i'm deleting this shit this shit's fucking taking up too much energy down dmt world i'm like yeah now i'm fucking now this is some cool shit you know i mean no one even knows who the fuck i am but we know each other yeah, yeah and so. is is you inspire people too. You know, you're not like um, stingy with the knowledge, and that's the one yeah. thing that really fucking rubs me wrong, man. And <clears throat> I know I, I don't have no control of those people, but <clears throat> for me uh -huh. myself, anything that I know, you want to know it, man. <clears throat> Excuse me, anything you wanna you wanna know that I know, man. If I've got the time for you, I will give you the time and give you that knowledge. There's no reason oh, yeah. I should have to hold it back. You know what I mean? I can't resist myself. You know? <laughs> right. I love it. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Someone wants to learn. Let me ask you some questions. Tell me what's going on, and we'll figure this out. You know that's what I mean? True. Yeah, I think that's what you know. Cultivation is also a huge part of therapy in the recovery of these whatever issues that we have and. 
you know, you sharing knowledge about cultivation because you know about it, um, you know, and helps these, these uh, people that are just getting into it, you know, get that first flush like I did four years ago and fucking yeah. you know, eat their own medicine and fucking fall down that rabbit hole and then come back out on the other end being really thinking mm-hmm. about things they have, you know, it, it's, it's love, man. It really is. It's pure fucking love. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, the mushroom has its agenda, dude. There's a lot of people who try and fail and then they don't continue to work at it. And it's like, maybe that's the mushroom's way of saying, Hey man, it's not for you or unless you really want to try it. Cause I feel like I could do everything right. Not knowing anything, but I'm going to fucking fail my first time. Of course. of course. You know what I mean? They're teaching you patience, motherfucker. It's not about you growing a fucking mushroom. It's about our relationship right now. You know, and like, what are you really learning? What are you learning about yourself? Like you learn just as much from growing and being in a relationship with the mycelium physically as you do from a fucking trip, dude. And you realize that when you finally eat the fucker, you know, like, yeah, yeah, you learn a lot of lessons, man. (laughs) Just growing that shit. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you're, you're, you're of the kind of the, um, you're of the school of like me where I don't walk away from anything empty handed in terms of, I at least learn a lesson from any situation I come across. Well, yeah, bro. That's fucking life. That's what we call it. Right. Um, yeah, but some people are not like that, man. Some people blame other people for shit. Some people just blame circumstance instead of, you know, just learning your fucking lesson and get back on that fucking horse and riding back out there and getting back to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. You're 100% right. You know, um, yeah. TV, man, is fucking people's brains up still to this day, dude. Fuck. You know, people don't know how to be president. They don't know. You know, they're not okay with themselves, not okay with being alone. They're like, well, I fucking watch TV by myself. Oh, you're hanging out with your buddy TV, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Can you just sit there and be happy? Can the you have, you know, the best conversation you have is the one you have with yourself. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, you know, um, that's where you learn, you know? Hey, this is a fucking lesson. You know what's you know? crazy is I had a, um, I had a Penelia Sinescence trip like about yeah. months ago and it was the first time i ever had pants oh uh, cool huh oh fuck man i ended yeah. up two fucking grams of these things man and mm-hmm. i literally went into my head like i was just in a place and it, it was very confusing at first i didn't know what the fuck was happening it was like a four hour long session of me just floating around in my subconsciousness and then um at the end I, I just was like, who the fuck is doing this, right? I just felt like something else was doing it, man. And it was my own voice in my head that was like, this is you. This is your subconscious. You put all this shit here. And, yeah. <laughs> and it freaked me out, man. I was like, oh, fuck, I did. What the fuck? And I just fucking snapped out of it after that, man. And it, it fucking threw me for a spin, man. It, it, you, yeah. You're responsible for the shit that you watch, the shit that you listen to, the thoughts, the beliefs that you have. And they all get piled up back there in the back of your head and your subconsciousness. And, uh, man, there's you real you realize that, you know, what you watch and what you listen to are, are still being put somewhere back there. And uh, it's a little scary because you think about the things that, you know, you listen to and the things you see on TV. And 
it's almost like you're choosing to do that, you know? Yeah, dude. There's so much hatred being spewed everywhere, dude. And yeah. it's your choice to be a part of it, man. Whether you think you're a part of it or not, like you said, man, you're putting it in you just from absorbing it, you know, with your eyes and with your thoughts. And it, it sticks there, man. And, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think at least for me it does. That's why I don't really spend my time watching shit that I that I feel is not going to benefit me. I mean, every now and then I'll watch some cartoons with my boys and fucking bullshit. I'll jump on some video games and, you know, play with them. But, you know. Hey, get- yeah, dude, it's good to have a treat. You know, that's what we call a treat, dude. But it shouldn't be life, though. Of course, man. Of course. Um, well, you know, for the most part, I'm learning uh, stuff. I'm in my mid-30s as well. I'm actually going to be 36 in a, in a few. But, um, I don't um, know. I find myself just wanting to learn more about things now than I ever have before, just because I yeah. I recognize the power of my mind. You know, I really do. Mm-hmm. Once you get to that point, it's, it's something else, man. It's like a race against time. Yeah, that's your inner child, man. I feel like, you know, you spark that curiosity again. You don't fall into the belief that I'm a fucking old person now. <laughs> I mean, we're not old anyways, but it's like, you know, this is how it's supposed to be. And I'm like, fuck, man, I got a 15 year old a 15 month old daughter you know who i love she's my world and it's just like i'm never never gonna hide this shit from her and she's gonna be fucking awesome for it and i'm always gonna be responsible and provide and you know and she's gonna know that that i wasn't a bad person from this you know um and that i'm fun and i make her feel good and we make each other feel good that's good because yeah you know i just i want to i want to nurture that child inside her for the rest of her life you know yeah, because you know, I recently found mine. You know, not too many years ago, and that's good, man. Yeah, you're giving her that that option that maybe you didn't have, or maybe somebody else didn't have. Yeah, that's a yeah. thing, man. Yeah, dude, it is fucking beautiful. How many how many kids you got, man? I got six boys, man. Um, oh, <laughs> every time we tell motherfuckers, they're like, "God damn!" It's but like I shit. A, I got a six year old. Uh, an eight-year-old, uh, 10, 11, 14, and 19. Okay. And are they all at home still? Right now they are. Oh, except one of my boys. Um, he goes back and forth between me and his mother. Um, who okay. Next. But, um, yeah, we're all one big happy family, dog. That's dope, man. And what, what do you do for work, man? I work in IT, man. I work in IT. Dude, um, hell yeah. You, you learn that in the Army? No. <laughs> I learned how to shoot motherfuckers in the army. <laughs> Damn. Nah. Crazy, dude. When I got out, I learned to trade. I was an HVAC and refrigeration guy for about eight years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, because of some of the injuries that, that happened to me while I was overseas back in uh, 2007 to 2008, um, I just my body is really beat up, man. And um, I was jumping out of airplanes and shit, too. Had a couple parachuting accidents. Damn. Just a bunch of shit that happened, and I realized that I wasn't going to be able to do this, you know, too too much longer. So <clears throat> I ended up going back to school in the evenings, and I got um, got myself a little piece of paper that said I knew what I was doing, and just transitioned about almost two years ago now. Right on, man. How long did you go to school? Two years. Two years. Two years. Right on, dude. Yeah. I went hey, to- man. That's dope. It was rough, man. I would go to work in in the daytime and be outside fucking sweating my ass off. And um, mm-hmm. I don't live too far from you, but it, it's hot out here in the fucking in the summertime, man. And uh, 
Oh yeah, dude. I mean, I'm from Utah. We're pretty, you know, Southern Utah and Arizona is oh, yeah. kind of the same place. Same fucking place, dog. Um, yeah, dude. It's fucking crazy weather. Oh, are you in? Are you higher up or are you lower no, elevation? No, I'm in the valley out here, man. We're in a basin out here, and, and it's just it's just pure fucking heat, man. It's a bitch. Yeah. Still gets pretty chilly in the winter, though, right? Like not too bad, man. I think I think maybe once or twice out of the year we drop below freezing, man. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's how a lot of places are. And uh, well, there's places in southern Utah where it's rare, but they're super low elevation, like St. George. That's like right by Vegas, you know. Yeah. No. I agree, um. Man. But, but yeah, working working outdoors like that really fucked me up, man. And I did every single summer I had a breaking point, man. I'd be fucking literally boiling my brain in my fucking skull, man. It was something I, I did not like it, man. I made good money, man. I made great money, but if you're mm-hmm. tired or not happy enough, man, money don't mean shit. Yeah, dude. Um, sunshine's good for you, but too much, man. You look at the old school construction workers, they are fucking falling apart. And they're, but they're carrying shit and they're fucking working, you know. I'm like, damn, dude, how the fuck do you do that? They're like, oh, I don't have a hip anymore, so <laughs> I, yeah, I just don't true. feel it, I guess. There's something else. Uh, a trade is always good to know, though, man, um, even if it's just to, to not have to pay somebody down the fucking road or, or because you can't pay somebody down the road, you know, and at least you know how to do something to help yourself mm-hmm. and help your home or your family. Um, it, it's, it's a good, um, it's a good thing to know, man. You can always fall back on it too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For sure, bro. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I have a trade. I love my trade, but I, I sit in the AC all day and just, I'm basically a, a cheap therapist. You know what I mean? A little bit cheaper <laughs> than normal. You know, I guess I'm charging you about, you know, I do a haircut in 20 minutes at 30 bucks. So I'm charging you like a hundred bucks an hour. So it's not bad, but you get a haircut too. So, yeah, you know, it's cool. I I love, you know what, man, it took me a while to find me a good barber out here. Hey, there are a dime a dozen these days, bro. Yeah, dude. Um, I, I, I moved out to this new area right outside of the city where I'm at. And, um, I had this, this old Russian dude who used to cut my hair for like eight years where I was living Mm -hmm. in. And then when I moved out out to the like the outskirts of the city, I would I tried for two years. I couldn't fucking I I would go to places and I love my hair, man. I got some pretty slick hair, man. Yeah. Anyways, um, motherfuckers would cut my hair too goddamn short. There was days where I'd be like just bald the motherfucker and just walk out of there with yeah, no just like fucking shave me, dude. Yeah. Let me ask you something. Have you ever had anybody do that to you as a barber? Bro, no. Um, <laughs> I've, I'm honestly, dude, pretty. I'm pretty fucking good at what I do. I've been oh, doing yeah, it a long yeah. time. Um, I mean, I work at the the best rated shop in the state. I only do appointments. I pretty much refuse to do a walk in unless somebody begs me. You know, I'm kind of stuck up in that sense. Yeah, dude, um, it sounds like you're a rock star, dog. <laughs> well, no, I don't. I don't want that. I just want to be a barber. I just want to be the guy. You know, like. I don't want to cut everybody's hair. I fuck. I can't. You know what I mean? But, yeah, you, you um, quality, quality over quantity. I understand. Yeah, dude, for sure, man. Um, yeah, it's it's fun, dude. You know, but I, yeah, fuck, dude. Instagram's so funny with barbers. It's like I now bet. all of a sudden it's like cool to be a barber. I guess you know what I mean. Which it is cool, but man, yeah, I love my job, dude. I I'll do it for the rest of my life for dude, sure. You know, I I. I, I'm, there's some people who I've met a lot of guys who, who lose their hair pretty young, 
And I felt mm-hmm. so fucking bad. And when I was younger, I didn't give a fuck. I was like, what the fuck? But now, you know, I'm, I'll be 36 soon and I fuck a full head of hair, man. And there's guys my age right now that I work with where, dude, I can see their scalp is just shiny because they have mm-hmm. lost so much hair up top, man. And, and mm-hmm. the funny thing, it fucks them up because I'll wear a hat. <laughs> yeah, I wear a hat too. I got great hair too, bro. So. And they're all fucking pissed off. Like, why are you wearing a hat, man, with all that head on your hair, man? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, it's one of those things you take for granted. But hey, having good hair is a curse <laughs> and a blessing because you always got to get that shit cut. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It gets crazy. Yeah. Fast, so. At the time, I was letting my hair grow, grow because I got like pretty wavy, kind of curly hair, and, and I like to comb it back. Sometimes forward when I cut it real short, but um, uh-huh. at the time I started uh, combing it back, and you know it was kind of longer up top, but I, I wanted it a certain way, and everybody kept fucking it up. And then finally, I went walked into this barber shop that was right here down my street, little small one, maybe probably about five, six people, so six barbers in there, and uh-huh. uh, I met this dude, and. I just told him, hey, look, man, this is how I want it, blah, blah, blah. And I said, look, man, you see my hair, you know? And he's like, I got you. I got you, man. Mm-hmm. And he sat me down. He took his time on it. And I got up and I was like, dude, you have no fucking clue how long I've been looking for this, man. And Yeah. That was it, man. That's a good feeling, huh? Fuck yeah. I've been with him for like three years, man. I've even hooked him up with some fucking shrooms and shit before, man. He's a fucking, he's a, he's yeah. a fucker, man. I love that guy. But yeah. Uh, yeah, hell yeah. What kind of haircut do you get, bro? You get a bald fade or nah, do a taper? What do you do? I don't even do fade. Uh, I used to do nothing but fades and just get it real short, like a two on the top, skin on the sides, and just comb my hair for uh-huh. Those days are done for me, man. Fuck that. I just um, I get like a two on the side, and I get it like a like a medium fade up up on the sides. And what I do is yeah. the front part of my hair a little bit longer than the back, and I, sh- I kind of round out the back there. Um, mm-hmm. It looks like a modified version of a pompadour, but not too much. I don't like that big old rag sitting on top of my head. Yeah, kind of you just got the slick back. Yeah, well, it's not slick because my hair is just, I don't like putting shit in my hair either. Um, yeah, yeah, okay, that, okay. You know, and uh, just its own natural oils and shit and just kind of push it back with my fingers. But, um, uh, you know, it is what it is, man. He's a, th- That guy's a good barber. There's, they're, they, you're right. They're, they're few and far in between, man, you know. Yeah, and that confidence, man, it, it, you know, and it's very similar to a lot of things. You know, I see people with their shroom tech thinking that, you know, I've got to do this to it and this to it. And, and it's like, man, you're making it way too complicated because you're watching videos on YouTube. And same with people teaching how to cut hair on YouTube. They're like, okay, oh, you're yeah. going to have your zero guard. You're going to open it halfway. You're going to go to the one about a quarter of the way. It's like, no, fuck that, man. It's like, you're just fucking people's heads up, man. Like. They might do good that way, but it's like, dude, it's simple. It's so simple. Like I, I use three steps on every haircut. You know, it's simple and it's always it's fast and it's perfect. Well, um, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this much about about that in general, <clears throat> in terms yeah. of people teaching other people. Um, you know, they have their place. Um, I know that their way may work for other people and this is just how it is even in all other industries you know um mm-hmm. you know, the long run and, and time is what truly tells you know which type of style of learn or teaching you're learning <clears throat> um and you know last that that time but there, there's going to be people that are always going to be like that 
Yeah. And there's going to be people mm -hmm. that learn like that too, man. They they just mm -hmm. learn like that. They will carry like that. And, and that's okay. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Man. That's how mm -hmm. you do it. That's fine. No, no big deal. But yeah, doing things complicated, you're going to learn a lot. You know, you're, gonna, <laughs> you're definitely going to learn a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, definitely it has its place just because you choose not to do it doesn't mean that it doesn't work. You know what I mean? I get it. Of course. Yeah. Definitely. I get it. So yeah, maybe maybe it's good, man, that we've got all these uh, people teaching these complicated methods so that people can actually learn. You know. Yeah. Well, the way I see it too, man, is um, <clears throat> especially when it comes to mushrooms, is look, man, do whatever you got to do, man, but just do it. You know, at the end of the day, what's more mm -hmm. important is that you bring that that little fruit into this world that eventually is going to end up in somebody's stomach and somebody's mind and it's going to change. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. That's the fucking truth. Yeah. Dude. No, I, I don't, I'm not telling everybody to go out there and fucking grow shit, but you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. I always tell people, man, if you, if you're on your first grow or whatever, your first successful grow and you get one tiny inch fucking mushroom, that's a fucking success. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like you grew a fucking mushroom. You're, you did it. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, there's no such thing as failure, you know, especially if you get a fucking mushroom. Yeah. Yeah. Some fucking things are magic, man. There's something else about it. There. I remember um, talking to this lady in real life out here. Um, I was wearing my DMT world shirt and she was like, what is that sign on your shirt? And I was just talking to her about everything. I just told her kind of, you know, my, my little story, like a brief, brief synopsis of it we're waiting in, in line at the post office and she told me about how she was um diagnosed depressed and she was just in her bed all the time she didn't even take a fucking shower she wouldn't get up to clean nothing she didn't do nothing and uh mm -hmm. she would take this medicine and then her son one of her older sons um brought her some uh microdose capsules yeah yeah, because she was like contemplating killing herself and, the, and just a bunch of bad shit. And um, mm -hmm. she was already at the end of just, she didn't want to deal with it no more. So she was like, fuck it, you know, I'll take some. And she said, first, first capsule she took, she, you know, she got that little body load, but then had this just energy and just got out of fucking her bed, took a shower, cleaned everything up. Fucking kids got home. She had everything set up for them. And I was like, what? She's like in one fucking day. And one fucking day I got up and I was it. And ever since then, I haven't looked back, man. You know, you mm -hmm. hear shit like that and you're just like, <sighs> it almost is unbelievable. Like, you, mm -hmm. you just want to say, this person's full of shit. You're fucking lying. But no, no, I've seen it time and time again, man. Time and time again. There's definitely yeah, dude. There, man. I have definitely seen shit. Like, I love fucking microdosing. I don't microdose shrooms. Like, it. For me, the shrooms don't last as long, and it's not as much physical energy as the acid, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, sometimes the microdose of the shroom can even make me feel kind of tired. It's not like For I'm sure. not, you know, physically. But, uh, man, I take, you know, I just rip off a little piece off a tab, and I start feeling, you know, like that brain massage it feels like you get <laughs> when you're fucking actually frying. You just feel yeah, that yeah. good vibration in your head. I get that, dude, but I'm not tripping, and I'm just, like, focused, and I'm having a good time. Everybody's laughing, dude. It's always fucking good every time. 
I, I keep talking about this lady that I heard on the psychedelic salon and I'm going to post it today, man. When we're done, I'm going to go online and I'm going to post the story of this lady. Um, she was, uh-huh. uh, she worked for the department of justice. And uh, one day she started microdosing for like a whole month. She wrote a book, quit her fucking job. Now she's like a big advocate of uh, microdosing LSD, psilocybin, and all this shit, man. It's something else. That, that's oh, that sucks. She left her job. We need fucking tippers in the DOJ, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? We need some fucking hippies in that bitch. Well, here's the thing is she was a, she was an attorney for the department of justice and she knows all their fucking ways, you know, she, and so she's a really good person to have on our side, man. And I I can't, I can't praise her enough. And and I know I keep saying, and I haven't posted, but I put this on everything today. I'm going to, I'm going to search for it and I'm going to post her on, on, uh, on the site there, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely down. What's her name? I can't even remember her name, dude. I'm gonna look it up, dude. I swear to God, when we get off of this, and I'll I'll, I'll tag you on it, man. You'll see. It's it's a right. it's something else, man. But uh, yeah, I, I really think for me at this point in time, it's you know I got I kept going to these places in my mind or wherever the fuck it is, and meeting these entities or people or whatever it is, and yeah. I got to a point though where I was like, what do I do with this? You know, it's okay to go out and, and fix myself and, and help myself rewire my brain and ha- like enjoy these little trips. But I feel like I need to do something with it. Like there is something like if I have seen it now, how do I spread this? But how do I spread this on a larger scale um, mm-hmm. instead of like sending out spore prints and all that shit? I mean, it's okay to do that. It's fine. And we're always going to need that. But for me, there's another part of it and the um and the uh just regular society that that i i know that we i can be doing and um i'm slowly working my way there man i don't know what it's going to be i don't know what it's going to look like but um <clears throat> I, I i'm tired of kind of feeling like i'm keeping it to myself and just a small group of people i really want to get out there and and help out as much as i can in any in any form or manner yeah um, dude, I think you're doing a great job. Uh, the activism thing you were talking about, I think that that's, that's fucking awesome. Dude. You're inspiring me. I, I mean, I, I think that there's a little group out here, you know? Um, but yeah, dude, you, you've got a, you've got a really, uh, good energy, even, even, uh, just on comments, the way you, you know, put your words and it's <laughs> weird, dude, how like, you know, the more I, like read people's shit or comments you know you actually get vibes from people bro yeah. you know like yeah. i can tell you know people i've gotten close to and connected with that yeah. i don't ever even have to hear their voice on you i can feel you know them just like you would your brother you know exactly. you could be 100 miles away but yeah you got you got a really good energy about you man and i think that's awesome you're gonna do that i think you're gonna do great man well i i think um it's it just goes back to um you know, being accountable for the shit that you say, you know, if, if we were in, in face to face, you know, everything that I say on there, I mean, I say it exactly the same fucking way, but you know, the sentiment and um, I feel like that's how I act in real life. And that's how I should be online as well, because Mm -hmm. there's stranger things have happened, man. You can come across one of these motherfuckers one day and next thing you know, it's, you know, it's either, Hey, how are you doing? Or Hey, motherfucker, remember me? (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. You don't want to piss off the wrong person. You know what I mean? Fuck no, man. Shit. I, I, I know full fucking well that there's, there's a motherfucker out there who's got my card and shit. One wrong day, one wrong move, man. He's got to pull that motherfucker. So 
Oh man, I hope not, dude. I hope not. I hope. <laughs> hey, me neither, man. But fuck. Yeah. Just be like, hey, bro, I take troops now. <laughs> I'm good. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know? Hell, I was just joking, dog. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. I was just kidding, man. I didn't mean to beat you up or whatever you did. I don't know what you did, yeah. but. Nah, it's. Uh, but. I really do live my life like that, man. You know? Um, mm -hmm. You have to, man. Um, you know, and and because I I feel like maybe one day I will meet one of you guys, or you know, we'll meet each yeah. other. It'll happen, yeah. man. I speak to some people offline, and 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 I'm pretty goddamn close with them since meeting them. And um, you know, it's uh, it's yeah, it's it's a it's a real community. You know, when you start doing things like this, dude, it's fucking crazy. Like I spend a lot of time on signal talking to people i don't even fucking know in person <laughs> like just over the past couple of months yeah you know like people will message me and i'll say here look man hit me up on signal and we can talk about it you know what i mean and then it's it just turns into hey man we're fucking friends now like we're fucking <laughs> brothers now like we're just talking about shit all day yeah you know especially during this quarantine it's been great man you know having the friends from dmt world yeah. How is uh, everything there where you're at in terms of this whole fucking COVID shit? Oh, man. I mean, I live in probably the coolest part of Salt Lake, bro. It's dope. So there's a big oh, park called, uh, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a lot of people. I've never been to uh, San Francisco, but a lot of people say that, like, my little neighborhood's a lot like San Francisco, like older oh, houses, shit. the way, or Berkeley is what they say. A lot of hippies. Oh, wow. Um, and there's a big park, dude. It's huge, right? It's called Liberty Park. Um, it's like a fucking festival there every day, dude. Like, yeah. people have been out, dude. The weather's been great. I mean, it's it's funny, dude. I saw a meme. It was, like, before COVID, and it showed a picture of a family inside all staring at their phones. And it said, after COVID, and it's like a family out walking the dog, laughing, you know, talking <laughs> to each other. And it's so fucking true, bro, how, like, this is kind of, like, you know, a lot of people have benefited from it, but, uh, I mean, there's not bodies lined up. I'm like, what the fuck, man? I, I'm kind of like calling bullshit at this point. I'm not saying that people aren't getting hurt or people aren't dying, you know, but it's like, I'm not seeing it, dude. I mean, let us go back to work, which is good. Cause today, you know, finally got back to work and, you know, I would just hate to see, you know, um, people start getting hungry, you know, and then people rioting and then people really getting killed and whatever else comes with that. You know what I mean? Cause I mean, I live in a city. There's, it's not the biggest city, but you know, no, I hear you. I, I live in a pretty big city, man. And when this shit first kicked off, the whole fucking toilet paper thing was happening down here. And it's like, what the fuck is Dude, this? Like, this is a toilet papers manufactured in the U.S., dog. <laughs> That's what's fucking weird. I'm like, you guys are fucking pissing me off. I, I gotta wipe my ass with a rock right now. Are you fucking kidding me? No, nah, that never happened. I, I, I bought a big, a, one big package at Costco. You know what I mean? But like, and it's, Dude, I go through like a fucking roll in like a month. It's yeah. cool. You know what I mean? Who's using that much toilet paper, dude? Well, the the thing was too is um, you know, um you know when I when I first heard about this, dude, I was actually fucking tripping at night and I was speaking with uh -huh. someone who was in uh Australia and um I was fucking over here feeling all fucking nice and fancy and doing some fucking anyways, um uh, 
yeah this person was telling me like i don't know how you can trip in a time like this and i'm like what the fuck do you mean and they're like well like there's all this shit happening and these stores are closing down and i was like well what the fuck is going on they're like i don't know Damn. virus and then i my i went i started spiraling dude i started searching shit up online i started reading all these things and Oh man, I just started spiraling and I had to have my wife kind of calm me down because I was like, is this really fucking happening? I was just, it felt like a fucking... Someone dropped a bomb on your fucking parade, bro. What the <laughs> fuck? Let, it, let your boy finish tripping out. Hey, for real, they did, dog. And I was like, man. But, but I came <laughs> but... back from it the next day, dude. And I was like, look, man, um, I don't know what's happening. I really don't. You know, it's hard to believe a lot of shit that I see on TV. And, and unfortunately, that, that has that's a double-edged sword, man, because, you know, you could be the last one to, to or, or you wait until it happens to you in your life and then you fucking start believing, you know what I mean? So for me, uh-huh. I really don't believe much in, in anything else, but I do know that something is happening. And it could be something that's manufactured. It could be something that's just totally natural. And this is the way of life. But uh, um, for me, the most important thing was, look, man, the, the, the reason that people panic is because the fear of death. And I don't care what you say. Um, it's all about survival. You know, fight or flight, bro. Yeah, you fight or fight. And for me, it's like, well, look, I, I damn sure can fight. That's not a big deal. And I, ain't, I damn sure ain't going anywhere. So yeah. one thing that I had to do was accept my death, like literally sit down and, and accept my death. And I took um, some Azuricins that I, that I had at the time. And I sat in here and in my room in the back, I was doing some work back here. And for like about two hours, I was just talking in my head with myself about accepting death and watching me go through a bunch of deaths, like the different scenarios, even to the point where I started fucking crying a little bit, man. Cause I was like, fuck dude, my kids are going to be sad. It was just something else. But once I did that, man, I was like, it's all good. Look, man, we're going to die one day or another. Uh, doesn't mean I got to fucking hide, but it doesn't mean I got to panic either. I just got to be aware that, you know, some shit can happen. And, and, situation normal for me you know what i mean hey man the more aware you are the safer you are too yeah yeah you know when you panic is when you fuck up well the thing even Uh, about that is even if one person panics a mile down the road by the time it gets mm -hmm. to you that ball of panic man you got no fucking choice you really don't at that point Mm -hmm. there's just this huge ball of fucking panic coming towards your way i mean what do you Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? <laughs> At that point, you're like, damn, I better start fucking running or get the fuck out the way. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're right, man. Fuck, it's crazy. I, I just wish that everybody could chill, though. You know what I mean? I mean, this world lacks consciousness. People aren't conscious. They're not even... I swear to God, man, like... I remember the first time I really realized I was fucking alive. I was like 24 years old and I was frying balls. I was like, Oh fuck, I'm alive. And I realized, you know, the thought of taking this substance, you know, and thinking that I'm going to die is not the scary part. The fact that I'm fucking alive is the frightening part. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, Whoa, that shit was fucking scary. But ever since then, you know, and I always think back to that moment and it, it changed me, you know, and like, I'm just aware now, or I try to be, I try to be conscious of being conscious, you know, 
Yeah. And everybody's freaking out. Like you said, dude, the toilet paper thing. It's like, you're not thinking of other people. And, and if you bring that up to somebody who hoarded all the toilet paper, they're going to come at you with a bunch of butts, but this, but that, but that, but that. It's like, no, hang on. You're not the only fucking person, dude. You need to be aware. Like you said, you need to take accountability, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> It, it that, this whole thing is um i i really don't know anything about it um i really don't and all i know is i just gotta you know stay as clean as possible wash my fucking hands obviously if this uh-huh. is anything that we've learned out of it is just make sure you're not fucking scratching yeah. and sniffing balls all fucking day right yeah but, make sure yeah don't give the government any more reason to you know lock us down for longer than they need to have you know it's I, for I, sure and majority rules man majority rules and it's, yeah the, the majority is going to be the people that ultimately decide you know the, the the more myself all i can control is me and i know for me i'm not going to be panicking i'll do what i do and when my day comes i'm just going to take it as it comes man there's nothing else i can do about it yeah dude. for sure yeah you were born to die man dying's the point of living, you know, that's, that's a hard pill to swallow for some, you know, and yeah, I, I, that, uh, movie, what was it called? Uh, Apocalypto, right? You ever saw that? Go to the, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a cool, yeah. dude. I love that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Mel Gibson, I believe was the director, the producer or something, but, um, I remember the part where, uh, you know, the tribe that the dad and the kid were from, they were the warriors and they ran, you know, they're basically running the show and they came across the hungry tribe who they had beaten, you know, them several oh, yeah. times and they were basically nomadic. Yeah. And the father talks about, you know, the fear in the guy's eyes, yep. you know, the from the other tribe, but basically, you know, it was like, you could die at any fucking moment, tells this kid. And like back then it was such a normal part of life. Like that's what life was, was preparing yourself to die. And nowadays, dude, it's like people, I I feel like they're just hoping that there'll be a fucking drug that keeps them alive forever. You know? Yeah. That's something else. Um, that's scary. Yeah. Yeah, dude. But I mean, I'm not going to yeah, say I'm going to try it, dog. <laughs> yeah, dude. For real. For real, man. Hey, for real? Let me see real quick, dog. <laughs> yeah. I, it is something else though man there's there's something to it but at the same time man um you know who am i to say what people can and can't do i mean uh, as long as it's not endangering anybody else or themselves man i, I ain't got i don't have to say a goddamn thing about it to be honest you know what man you're 100 right worry about yourself that's the oh, thing I, i've been having trouble with that lately yeah because of all this because i see people not seeing things the way that i'm seeing them you know and uh no. I, I see myself getting angry, you know? Yeah. Um, and at the same time, it's like, I think back to the sixties, like back then people got angry, you know? And, you know, we stood up and we did things, you know, not violently, but, you know, people stood up and we protested and we, you know, we fought for our freedom. And, you know, that's, that's a great story. The sixties. And it's like, is that, is that, I don't think that that would happen now. Well, you know, I, think, and like, I think that there's a possibility for it to happen in a modified version because the people that have been still doing it since the 60s, like, um, I mean, they're all over the place and they're out there still doing it, man. And there's organizations mm-hmm. 
this world. It's just that we don't really hear too much about them because the psychedelic community is. It's more, more covert now. It's like infiltrating them, you know? You're right. True, true. But and yeah. that's the sad part about it, you know? Um, I was uh -huh. to one of my local members here, and he was like, just just the fact that you can call it the psychedelic community is is right then and there, that's an issue because you're separating it from just the, re the rest of society. Mm -hmm. All people from different walks of life, and that's something very special when you think about this you know, demographic of people that, that, that are for psychedelics, you know, we are like, we are very diverse, you know, we have people mm -hmm. from many different backgrounds, colors, experiences, size, height, whatever you want to call it. It's very, very diverse. And that's what I'm seeing across the board, even with, you know, talking with people here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely, man. It's something that we should be proud of. It's, you know, these things have brought us together, regardless of, of race, color, or religion. Yeah, dude. It's, it's very interesting how, you know, you start just seeing people as people. Exactly. Exactly. You know? And yeah. you don't even have to take psychedelics to do that, no, you know? No. It's just a, a certain way of thinking, you know? And I mean, psychedelics are the window. You can look out the window and see, you know, while you're tripping and you can understand what's out there. But until you open up the door and walk out and, you know, walk the path and live the life, it doesn't mean shit, you know? Yeah, you got to um, put some work into it for sure. Yeah, dude. And I know people who've never done a psychedelic in their life and just meditated or they're just naturally that person you know that's strange yeah. man to me that is like the strange and it's not strange because i think that it's bad but it's strange because i've never seen many people like that growing up or even like now i was talking to my yeah. son earlier about this shit where <clears throat> i came in to smoke my smoke a little bit of weed because i was feeling like shit this morning and i started acting like an asshole to everybody in my house and you know, I, I came back in, <clears throat> to my room back here and I fucking loaded a bullet and I, I, I smoked some CBD flour. And trust me, yeah, that's CBD flour, man. I, I can't fucking, dude. Anyways, whole nother story. Um, mm -hmm. And I take a hit of this weed and right away, I was just like, oh, fuck. I was such a fucking idiot. Like, I just get into this part of where I realize that I fucked up, man. And <clears throat> I talked to my oldest son here and I was just telling him about how you know what, if it wasn't for this weed that I have here in this thing here, I said I would be eating some fucking benzos. Like, no joke. That's what I was prescribed, you know, before. Mm -hmm. No good, man. Yeah. Fuck no, they're no good, man. Because then eventually they become they become fun to do. And then it's like the only way to be. You can't be that way without this fucking chemical. And, and then you end up being ornery as fuck on benzos. Oh, yeah, man. And I told them about how it was just... It's such a fucking, it's so fucking sad that people have to hide this shit, man. But I'm glad that there are a lot of organizations out there and there are put, there are pushing it. You know, there's even the cannabis industry itself, you know, just the fact that there is a cannabis industry, you know, it, it gives me hope and it gives us mm -hmm. a model to follow as well. Like look at exactly what they're going through right now in terms of legalization, all the problems they're going through, the issues and Things to think about if you're ever in that position with a different plant, whether it's fungus or ayahuasca or, you know, peyote, whatever it is that you guys are doing. Um, mm -hmm. I think that we do have to learn off of the past and the organizations that have came and that are still here. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, the, the psychedelic movement, you know, the, 
the plants that are uh, being decriminalized and some places working on legalizing them right now. I feel like because marijuana has paved that road, it's happening faster than marijuana ever could have imagined. And it's going to catch like wildfire and it's just going to build. Um, yeah, and, there's, you there's, know. yeah, there's a lot of ways that it can go. And there's also a lot of opportunity and with mm-hmm. the opportunity becomes the people that are, are opportunist and, mm-hmm. and that's okay. It is, it's going to be what it's going to be. You know, I, I told my son earlier, <laughs> he brought up this, um, uh, about how they were going to ban some 30 round magazines somewhere here and these people came and they fucking they did this big old um like uh not right what the fuck um they marched okay. they all showed yeah. up and they were in support of of you know their second amendment and all this shit mm-hmm. and i told him about how i was like you know what i to be honest i don't give a fuck look i i don't care I don't care because do you think that whether they tell me that this is going to be illegal or not, you think I'm going to stop being able to ever get something that they say it's going to be illegal? Fuck no. I'm going to continue to fucking do. But, you know, for Mm -hmm. me right now, the main focus is these these substances that are helping people, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know too much about it, but I do believe in them. You know, I believe in them wholeheartedly. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, and I'm kind of the same way, dude. Like, I'm kind of doing, at least I'm doing something, and I believe in it. You know what I mean? That's, yeah, dude. Even even sharing the knowledge that you have, yeah, that's the most powerful fucking thing, man. Knowledge. Is yeah. Powerful. You're right, man. You're right, dude. And hopefully, dude, this next generation coming up. You know what I mean? It's gonna be. This is the way I see it, man. The way I hope for it to be is that future politicians are fucking conscious and they give a fuck you know what i mean and if these medicines can help them get there then i'm doing my part you know um and and i can feel good about it because i mean like you said you know that uh lawyer for the doj for the department of justice you know she quit her shit and now she's an advocate so that's what 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 if we could get the majority of those dudes just to be interested because everybody wants to be happy you know and a lot of people you know they aren't fucking happy and that's why it's projected the way it is on into the world you know and you know hopefully man it it, i just hope that it helps at some point you know and it is helping right now you can see it i can see i can go outside and i can fucking see it you know but it's a start, you know. One hundred percent. Yeah, it really is. Um, I, I, that, that's why I, I also believe in the community as well, the DMTWorld.net, and other communities that are out there doing their thing. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. guys that are there, and girls, and ladies, and people, and things, and whatever you want to call yourself. Um, yeah. You know, they're actually helping out too, and they're playing their part, like keeping places like that alive. You know. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure you've been on the shroomery before, you know, you're, you were, or are a cultivator, but same thing with me. I, I lurked that fucking place for like three years and was just, yeah. I was ha- so happy to see this entire um, history, these archives of fucking knowledge. And... The fucking Bible, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, read it look... till my eyes are bled, bro. You know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's, 
uh, that's where I learned my shit, man. And um, I was so grateful for them. And finally, last year, you know, I, I pulled the trigger and I, I ended up joining and putting myself out there as well. I'm, I'm not too active on there, but I'm, I'm always, you know, looking up old, old conversations that, you know, to cultivate or mm-hmm. certain things. And, and it's very, man, you learn. And, and when you learn about these things, man, that's, that's it right there, man. The, yeah. A lot of people like us um, are parents as well. And a lot of kids are seeing the change in their parents and being like, what? You know, they're, they're no longer being like, they, mm-hmm. they know, you know, they're just like something, you yeah. know, something is helping my mom and dad and, but they're hiding it. You know what I mean? Like what is going on? Yeah. And, you know, just being a good fucking parent and having a real relationship with your child. Oh, yeah they might not ever fucking need or want to take shrooms and they'll be that fucking person, you know, that never fucking eat because they don't have that trauma, you know, of religion or whatever it is, or, you know, not feeling like you're not good enough, you know, or, you know, and, you know, that's the thing, man, the children, bro, we've got to, we've got to make, leave the world better for them the way, than the way it was when we found it, you know, that's what I hope for, man. Hopefully, hopefully we'll see, man. We've, and I don't, I don't know, I don't know about anybody else, but in, in my eyes, you know, we've. I mean, there's a balance, you know, and sometimes the balance gets uh, tipped in the other direction, you know, every now mm-hmm. and then. But you know, I think us as human beings, we have the innate want to make things good, you know, whether whatever that looks like. <laughs> yeah but um there's a lot of things man like i'm drinking water from a plastic bottle right now why the (laughs) fuck am i doing that you know what i mean i get the impact you know but hey we ain't perfect dog (laughs) yeah dude just just because i i've gotten over my my past issues doesn't mean there's new issues you know what i mean but i think that yeah able to cope with them a little easier you know i take my time and i think about things and and maybe part some of that is due to my age and my maturity and the things that i've gone through yeah um, i can say without a without a fact that um these medicines do help just that much more that to help me you know steer this ship in a different direction yeah, the, the fact I'm alive is proof, you know, and I'm going to give credit <laughs> to it. Hey, I'm dog, say, hey, come on here and tell us some fucking crazy stories, bro. Oh, I'll tell you some crazy stories sometime, dude, for sure. <laughs> you don't even have fuck. I don't know if you can stomach it. Well, you've been to war, so, but yeah, I mean, there's well, some crazy fucking stories. Yeah. Well, you know what, man? I had a group on the site uh, called Allegedly, and that's actually still there. Um, it's just something else typing it and trying to type it out instead of saying it you know um mm-hmm. that was one of the, the things when I, when I used to fucking get fucked up and hang out with my with my friends here my brother um one thing that i really liked was when we just told stories about shit that we've been through and and, and it always stuck into like these stories that were always just so fun to hear and you can hear the you know in their voice you can hear the the emotion and um I think that's something that uh, we should do on here, man. Uh, I was thinking about like doing trip, like a live trip report type shit. Not live trip report. Oh shit! You know, yeah, yeah. Just talking about a trip report, man. I think uh, I think some more people should come on and and, and share one, man. I know yeah. it sounds outlandish sometimes, and for some people, they're just like, "Damn, I don't want to sound like a fucking psycho." <laughs> oh man, it's like, dude. 
Yeah, and sometimes, you know, dude, like I fucking, like I said, I contacted some aliens the other night, you know, and I started talking to people, you know, just some people I see regularly who, you know, they may eat some shrooms or take some acid every now and then, they smoke weed, you know. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I was fucking taken onto a fucking spaceship. And they showed up there like, what the fuck, dude? And no, it was just awkward and silent. I'm like, oh, fuck. I need to get on GMT World. Yeah, you know? But, uh, yeah, it's fucking crazy, dude. The shit is literally fucking crazy. Yeah, man. Um, I, I've been into some, some, some deep parts of my brain or wherever the hell I end up at. And, uh, some of this shit kind of shakes you to the core sometimes. Um, there's some yeah. that <clears throat> kind of end up going down that rabbit hole, trying to figure out what it is. And, um, uh, for me personally, for me, I think that's a little slippery slope for me. Um, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think that it's part of the deal for us to fucking understand. That's like you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's way beyond us. We can you know see it and we can attempt, but man, that's a that's a infinite fucking crazy fucking thing, you know. And well, there's like you were talking about death. That's the that's the main thing, you know. Yeah. True. There's some people out there that are really doing research and fucking going deep. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, Strassman, I heard, not that long, I haven't looked into it, but he was in uh, the UK, I forget the name of the college, but literally IVing people with DMT and keeping them in the DMT world and mapping the DMT realm. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's fucking dope. That yeah, shit yeah. would, like, replace all religion. You know what I mean? If oh, you yeah. get that fucking going. Um, that's genius. But who knows what the future holds for humans, you know, as far as technology and psychedelics go. Well, um, I think that takes some fucking balls to do, too, man. I Yeah, I would not sign up for that, dog. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I... Uh, you know, you take one wrong turn in there. <laughs> Fuck. Hey, there's a part of you that, that I'm not going to lie, man. I think I would try it out, to be honest, you know, just to oh, see. Man. I know. Look, man, I'll tell you this much. I, I now I can't say that, that it won't change me because, you know, what I see is different. You know, somebody else. Anyhow, um, I would, I would try it out. To be honest with you, I you know, I would too. I'm not lying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, how could you resist? It's like, all right, you know. Yeah, but that's like that's like diving on the reef at night, dude. You don't fucking know, you know. That's, hey, that's true, scary man. shit. True, man. But shit, sometimes you just, you know, curiosity, man. But um, you know, you, I know that every time I've ever been scared, which is every time, I've never regretted it exactly and that's you know what i mean that's the thing when you think about that about doing uh dmt intravenously but then you're like like for me i've never done anything intravenously so i don't even yeah. know man but yeah i think it's yeah worth a shot oh yeah for sure dude uh <laughs> fucking crazy man i can't i mean it almost seems like from uh the trip reports like that you get from the spirit molecule or from other people talking about who have done it intravenously. It's almost like, you know, like I feel like there's uh different levels to the DMT experience and it's like the levels go up, you know, and I've broken through the dome, I feel like, to where it was <laughs> no longer um the fractals and the geometry and the machinos. It was, you know, even closer to that thing. 
Jeez. you know, that white light. And it was just clear blue fucking infinite sky where it's like, and I was just barely, but I heard a voice tell me, is this what you want? Because that's what I've wanted, you know, hearing about the intervenous, you know, experiences. And I'm like, what do you mean? And all of a sudden it just gives me a glimpse of that. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, fuck, I, my lungs aren't strong enough to take me there. Oh, geez. You know, that's what I feel like. I feel like I could go there, but who knows? You could go anywhere. You don't fucking know, you know, but it's, it's, it's weird because sometimes you're worried that you fucking, you've broken your mind this time. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, Oh fuck, man. I fucked up. I'm never going back. <laughs> oh man. It blew a fucking gasket for sure. I got a leak, man. Yeah. 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 Rod. Sorry. It gets yeah. scary sometimes. That's for sure, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah, there's some fucking uh, interesting uh, entities in there, right? Some very malicious. Uh, I I don't know, man. You know, uh, I've never really met. I don't know, like a super, just like all around happy, sensitive type of thing. It's almost like emotion for them is kind of unnecessary. You know, yeah. it's, even though it's like it's all love. Or it's all fear, you know? It's like, it's very, very, it's very interesting to me. Yeah, the the, the one entity that I always see is this, um, she kind of looks like the, have you ever seen X-Men? There's this blue lady who has like these weird red fucking eyes. Uh, she's all like blue and it's got like scale. I don't know what she has, but this uh, entity that looks like her, but is tall. Like she's like 12 feet fucking tall. She's this huge fucking thing. Uh-huh. And, and is she like transforming and like, is her body moving around? Like, or is she solid? You know what? I don't, I remember one time looking down like at her legs and seeing like looking at her skin and it was like, it almost looked like leathery, but it was shiny and it was like bluish okay. purplish. And yeah. This was the first entity I've ever I've ever met and I've always seen her and she's always about business. She's always like this needs to be done like right now. It's either now or never and I'm like, "Oh fuck, I guess." <laughs> yeah. She's always about her shit like she's on a fucking mission. They don't fuck around. Yeah. yeah. That's what They don't it is. care how you feel. It's yeah. like that's they're like that is that fucking way of complicated thinking has no place here so oh she's like deal with it or don't i guess yeah human complications just leave those at the door (laughs) yeah for real i'm like okay but it's weird because like how you said you like leave your body right yeah for me dmt is like being me 100 percent tony in his body and stepping into an elevator and being shot into another dimension still as me like okay but i'm just there you know what i mean yeah like when you strip your self of everything that you know you to be in this experience but you're Mm -hmm. still this energy that is inside Mm -hmm. but in a different yeah fucking dimension somewhere and yeah, dude, it's fucking bizarre. Uh, the thing is, too, is you can come back and you remember these fucking things, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you almost feel like you almost feel like um, it replaces some parts of your mind, like you know, as a kid being every time, yeah. 
that there's like angels above us and watching us and like you almost replace them for the angel and you're just like oh shit man this is fucking with me dude like fuck dude the angels are fucking scary <laughs> fuck you well, know uh it's bizarre I, dude yeah Somebody was talking to me the other day about how um, they were reading the Bible and they were like, dude, it tripped me out so much about how similar um, these encounters with these angels, so to speak, or, you know, were like in terms of like the things that I have seen while on DMT or something where the, these things are just so powerful that. Yeah, the old Hebrew to... shit is right in line, bro. Yeah. 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 It's something else. It really is. There's something there for sure. Um, for me, you know, I got to the point where I was like, well, how how can I help? How can I do something with this? And, you know, once I did that, man, woo, it's it's changed my course uh, of life in, in terms of what I see for my future. Um, mm -hmm. I really came back. I, and I did that when I left the site. I left like around the end of actually December, like Christmas or something. Uh, and uh in those few months that i was gone i did some really deep work with myself mm -hmm. and um i came back with something man and it's something for the better for for myself and for anybody's you know is willing to allow me into their lives um including yeah yeah dude that's awesome man you know it, i feel like it always starts with self-love like you can't show somebody love or truly love somebody until you first, you know, take care of yourself. Yeah. You know? For a lot of people, for sure. I mean, I'm sure some yeah. other people feel differently, but for me, that's how I feel. Yeah, yeah man, for sure. Um, it, it, it allows you to, you know, to be who you are and then people will accept that more easily, you know, and yeah. that's awesome, bro. When did you, when did you come back? I don't know. I think it was like in uh, the end of March. I think it was the end, like about okay, so, yeah, like about a month or so. Okay, so that's like right around the time I came back. I oh, think. really? Like, yeah, I left for a little while, dude. Like, I think like two months, and then came back like around the same time, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. For I think for me. Um, I had to have some kind of a purpose and I had to go full, full with it and, and not half ass it because I end up getting comfortable and I end up, you know, I, I end up, I feel like I end up wasting my time and I don't yeah. like that feeling. I don't like the feeling of, you know, I'm just doing what everybody else does and, and it's okay. If that's what you do, if you log on to just mm -hmm. make your day brighter, okay, that's fine. But for me, mm -hmm. I feel like I have to have some kind of a purpose. You were missing some meaning, huh? Yeah, and I think right yeah. now I, I'm there. You know, um, I, I do have a purpose, and I know the bigger. I keep my eyes on the bigger picture a little bit more. And with my yeah, family, yeah. I come down with them. I'm here with them, in front of them, physically and mentally. You know what I mean? That's beautiful, bro. Yeah. Um. So what? What do you think it was? Well, obviously, you know what you brought back from it. Um. What do you think that was? a different perspective man um mm -hmm. i i real i i got to a point where i was like i need to truly uh identify what is the most important in my life and then keep it there and for me that was me and my family my health my well-being and my family's health and well-being that comes first and foremost 
before anybody yeah. else in this world. And it let me realize how much time and, and energy I have left for anything else in my life. And I have to choose it wisely. So I come back to this with the community and everything that we're doing here. And I do believe with the plants. So how do I put this two together to where I make it a passion of mine? where I love doing this. I'm not, I don't feel like it's work. I really feel like this is what I should be doing. And yeah. that's what it is. And, and ever since I got back, I, you know, I made, I made a, I told myself that this is how it was going to be. And, you know, I, I put some ground rules down and, you know, I made careful choices and I really thought about them. And, um, <clears throat> I have, um, I drive to help out as many people and to share as much knowledge as I can, including connect people um, when it has to do with anything with these plant medicines or psychedelics in general, um, mm -hmm. because that's the way that I can give back to these plants. That's the way me putting what, what was given to me in terms of um, a way of healing myself, the way that I can pay it back is by just spreading the love. And that's why I say that I have that saying. Is that love is the love that, that, that I found within myself by using these plant medicines. And um, mm -hmm. I want people to be able to experience that. And they may, it doesn't have to be with, with the psychedelics, but it can be any way that you want. Just know that it's real and it's, it exists, you know? Yeah, dude. I, I think that type of thinking is contagious, man. Um, yeah, dude, it's inspiring for me right now just so you know so thank you brother <laughs> no man thank you dude you, you took time out of your day today you know to be here and I, I i truly understand how valuable that is for some people whether they know it or not um mm -hmm. and i am grateful for that i'm grateful for you coming on and and spending some time with me and everybody who's listening um yeah man yeah hopefully we're not too boring right dude listen man i don't even care what people think <laughs> I yeah, I, you're right. I like the conversation that we're having because this is Me between too, you and I, and, yeah. and whoever's listening, they're being they're getting a chance to come into our conversation. It's not the other way yeah. around. You know, I'm not having a conversation for I'm having a conversation with me and Mister mm -hmm. Fucking Tool Man right here. Oh uh, yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's dope, man. Hopefully, you know it. Uh, it gives a little bit of a perspective change on who we are. You know. Yeah, true. Rather than just like you know, growing, you know. No, man, for real. Yeah. Um, do you have any any final thoughts or anything you want to say to anybody that's listening right now? Oh, man. Uh, I love y'all, man. Thank you guys for being fucking awesome and helping me every day. That's it, bro. Beautiful. And thank you, ALX. <laughs> You're welcome, dude. You're welcome, man. Hey, thanks for coming yeah. again, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, bro. I appreciate you, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Right on, brother.